All right. Welcome, everybody, to a fabulous re-release of one of our older episodes. I am re-releasing episode five, re-sound-checked. Uh, Sound-checked's not the word. We've been doing this for too long already. I know what I'm doing. Brent, what are you doing? I am listening to you. Um, Brent is sending the eye daggers through the this. computer. Yeah, I am not winning. We so should is, not record multiple things and go ahead. So, welcome to Sound Pollution. I'm your Uncle Brent, and I'm being joined by Ronell, the owner and CEO of Sound CEO. Pollution Podcast. <laughs> Next, we have a re-release. These are older episodes for your pleasure. So, if you're traveling and you need to listen to it, what you can do is you can turn it on. And apparently there's going to be milder language. She must have totally omitted me from the entire thing. You weren't in this one. This was before you. This is a re-release of episode five. This is Audie the Monk. I specifically chose this episode and the other re-release we're dropping um, because I know a lot of people are traveling and may or may not have children in the car. And these ones had milder language. That's and it. they were all yours. That's the funniest part about They it. were all mine. But, but you've been listening to the podcast, though, since the beginning. So you've listened to these episodes. I have. You just may not remember them because we're up to like a hundred and something now. Mm, man, we are active. So here is Audie the Monk. Please remember to like, follow, subscribe, download, share, and make some noise. Make some noise. So tell uh, my listeners, you know, who you are and what you do, and we'll just sort of go from there. Well, I'm Adi Vermont. I'm a musician based in Asheville, North Carolina. Um, not originally from here. I'm originally from Illinois. Um, but I've been here for 11 years or more. And um, I was also, I, I'm mainly a guitar player. People call it jazz, blues, soul. Yeah. Those are the categories I kind of fit. And um, I was a monk for eight years previously um in my early 20s mostly so adi Purushadas is my initiated name as a monk it's a sanskrit name it means the servant of the original person and so when i kicked off my solo music career a few years back i decided to call myself adi the monk i already go by adi made you interested in becoming a monk because that's not something you hear people doing every day I'm curious. It's certainly, it's certainly not something that you hear of people doing every day, unless you're living in a temple. Then you sometimes <laughs> then you sometimes see a lot of that going on. Um, for for me, it was the the philosophical um, interest or desire to connect with the, our our original consciousness, to understand our original consciousness, our existence beyond. The body beyond the mind beyond any temporary misidentifications that we might place upon ourselves i had this feeling very strongly when i was in my late teens mm -hmm. um like my last couple years of high school i was kind of preoccupied with this idea of um understanding our original consciousness and it took me to the point of uh, living in temples and practicing daily where were you uh, last in a temple at? Well, I basically stopped being a monk in Nepal. Okay. I was in in um, in Kathmandu, Nepal, in two thousand 
three when I really completely stopped, I guess. So do you think that, I know that it involves like a lot of meditation. Do you think that that helped you with your playing? Oh yes, I think it's very, very much uh, connected, very much closely connected because the music is a direct expression of the self, or at least that's the way that I like to approach it. It's art, it's a direct expression of the self, of the soul. So certainly the attention that you put toward the soul and your relationship with the with the super soul through the practice of yoga, that's certainly going to come through in everything that you do. Wow. Well, I, I just, I wondered because I know a lot of guitarists and a lot of them would say that they feel more, most grounded when they're really like lost in their craft and it's almost like meditation. So, and you said you were a monk. I wondered if that, if they like intertwined with each other like that, that's really cool. And when I play, it is a meditation for me. I'm generally playing in a meditative state. I'm I'm generally not thinking about um, material gain or things like that when I'm when I'm playing music. Well, I've watched some of your live stuff on YouTube, and you your face has that like your lost face, this just peaceful, happy face. And I was like, oh man, he's in the zone. You can see it. It's all over you. So, when did yeah. you start playing? When did I start playing? Yeah. Um. Well, we always had instruments around the house. Uh, my parents were a little bit musical, um, so we always had uh, piano and guitars around the house that mainly my mom was playing. Um, so I was always picking this stuff up. Uh, my first formal instrument was viola in fourth grade, but yeah. I just remember uh, walking to school with my viola every day wishing that it was a guitar. And yeah. I was really playing guitar, I think, by fifth grade. So about eight or nine, I guess. Oh, wow. Early. It was early, yeah. And really, early. I had an older brother. He was uh, 14 months older than me. He's since passed on, but mm-hmm. we started playing together. So he was my first musical partner. Our, my first few bands were, were with him, um, and we got into it together. Well, that's that's really cool. Um, a lot of people I've spoken to said they started you know, writing fairly young when you did decide that guitar was your, your thing. Did you start writing almost at the same time? Oh, absolutely. That was the whole thing for us always making up songs uh, right away. That was the real pull of it. Um, We never got, I never got at any point in my life too much into learning other people's songs. Um, Only when I've like wanted to play with different bands, I've had to learn the songs that they wanted to play. That's it. Otherwise, I'm doing my thing. Well, you're incredibly talented. I've sort of been grooving to the tracks you've sent me, (laughs) honestly, all day. Um, Oh, that's so sweet. I got a lot more I can send you. One of the tracks I sent you is from my uh, album with Bobby Sachs. It's got the, you know, last year's when I made that album and I was just completely enchanted by by horns. It's particularly um, John Coltrane, Sonny mm-hmm. Rollins, Miles Davis. I mean, that's what I really, really like to listen to is uh, I go listen to Coltrane, Sonny Rollins, Miles Davis every day. Oh, um, for sure. But, but that's what I was that's what I was into. I can't do that myself. So I got my friend Bobby Sachs to uh, help me with it. And he did an yeah. excellent job. The Good Rain is from last year. And then that's the that's an eight song album called Soul of the City Streets. And that that's the one that's got our man Bobby Sachs on every song. He's he so good. To, 
He played for Marvin Gaye. He played the last eight shows with Marvin Gaye. With a lot of other, uh, you know, big names also. He played, he toured with the Jacksons. He toured with the OJs, Frank, with uh, Frankie Beverly and Mays, Maurice Williams. Uh, but yeah, he played the last eight shows with Marvin Gaye before Marvin's passing. We we so only played, we've only played a couple shows together. We And we played a, an album release party for that last year. And it was one of the greatest days of my life. Oh, I imagine. And uh, we had a, a very lovely turnout. Um, great people. And it was just so much fun. And we're not going to be able to do that this year because we're all on quarantine. you choose that this was going to be your path about three or four years ago okay 
<laughs> and it's funny, you know, yeah, I'm 44 years old. So, uh, you don't look it I, at all. Oh, thanks. Yeah. I've always played, I've been in bands of different types always over the years. I've never gotten away from the instrument for very long, but I never tried to make any money off of it. I was in band, a band, it was a church band that played every um, Sunday. So, it's actually an all monk band. We played at the temple every Sunday. So even when oh. I was a monk, I, I was playing. I played in India. I played in um in that Israel. That would be so cool to see. What the yeah. all monk band? Yes. Yeah, I don't really have any video of it, but oh. yeah, they were fun shows. We did it every week. I, I we even played at a blues festival in front of the Arch in St. Louis. That was one of my favorite shows I've ever played. Yeah, it was a really good uh, lineup of musicians that we had that day as well. I was playing bass. So I played all of the instruments in that band over a two-year period. I was I started as a drummer, then their guitar player moved away, so I became the guitar player. Then you know, had to I played bass when we didn't have a bass player. So what yes. happened was, uh, I'm a martial arts instructor, and I and I had uh, a school. I had a commercial location and adult classes, teen classes, and uh, kid classes. And I was teaching, at one point I was teaching over 20 classes a week. And I accomplished a lot of my goals in that field. But I got to this point where I realized that it just wasn't really that, uh, I wasn't that passionate about it anymore. I was doing it more as a uh, uh, service or out of commitment to to the other people in the community. But I realized one day that it wasn't really my passion anymore. And, then, and no. I didn't have any other uh, goals that I wanted to pursue with that so I had been playing guitar and I decided to try to see if I could uh, get a gig and I ended up joining a band right away and the band that I joined was with my favorite singer in town and I just kind of got lucky right away I played eight shows in that band and oh, awesome. uh, and the money was surprisingly good so I, the, the gear started turning right away I was like well I can make good money doing that and that's what I really want to do right now. So I closed up my martial arts school so that I wouldn't have to pass up any opportunities to play guitar. And I'm still rolling with that four years later. It's just gotten better and better. So you were already successful and you were just like, this is not what I want to do. This is not feeling right in my soul. Absolutely. My school was doing great. Even when I shut it down, my my um, my website, the lady that managed my website, she was like, oh, man, we were just starting to get traction. <laughs> like. <laughs> Like, You're like, sorry. yeah, but I'm done. <laughs> yeah, I'm out. I mean, I, I taught for a, a total of 10 years with the group setting. Um, and I still teach, but I just do private lessons now. And okay. I keep it to a minimal number of private students. You have, such a, you have such a unique story that I don't even know where to start. I'm just letting you talk because I'm sort of, what if, what an interesting path. Yeah, my story's pretty jumbled up, too, because I've done a, a lot of different things. Like, I've lived in a lot of different situations and settings. I also lived in the Philippines for five years. Mm. Um, my mother's from the Philippines. My wife is also from the Philippines. My first daughter was born there. My second daughter was born here in Asheville. I saw the picture of your mom watching you play on her in her quarantine. I thought that was just the sweetest. Yeah, that's lovely. That's my dad uh, that took that picture. and. So shout out to them. Um, they're they're two lovebirds and very sweet and loving to us as well. So that is so great. And you do a live Facebook show. Ever since we got locked down, I I started live streaming every Friday night. 
That's good. I think people yeah. need, I mean, people really need music right now. Oh yeah. I thought so too. I'll be adding a Tuesday also. I, that, right now I'm every Friday at, at eight and I'll be adding an every Tuesday at three that starts on uh, May 19th. So what was, what, what, how do I phrase this? It's such a weird question. I mean, I know you said you felt like you, you didn't have the passion for what you were doing and this is what you needed, you, you needed to do guitar. But what was there, was there like a defining moment where you were like, oh my gosh, I need to be doing this over here? Um, it, it's more like I've always been one to follow my, uh, what I think is the, the right path. I don't want to call it my passion because it, that's like, kind of like saying you're following your mind, uh, whatever feels, <laughs> feels right. <laughs> I mean, I understand there's going to be trials and tribulations in life, whatever your, your, your chosen um, duty or uh, occupation is. But I always believe that we should pick the one that, uh, that we love doing. Hmm. When, I was, when I was a monk, uh, then you have the guru who tells you what your job is, and he'll basically uh, instruct you and assign you according to, uh, to your nature, you know, what's best, what's best for you. And I, and I try, even though I don't take direct instruction like that mm-hmm. from my guru anymore. I try to uh, continue with that in that same spirit of um, taking work according to your nature. And guitar playing is truly within my nature. Martial arts is always, those are both things that I loved as a kid and that I always enjoyed doing as a kid, playing guitar and martial arts. So neither mm-hmm. one of them is outside of my nature. It's like I still practice martial arts. I was making martial arts videos just right before this, this call. Uh, why yeah. not? I mean, I'm not promoting my school. Love. Somebody asked, somebody asked me to make a video for something. It's it's like one. Have you seen those martial arts videos going around where you they have like this one's going to have like a hundred different martial artists from all over the world and like you you get pretend like you get punched in the face and then you do some move and then you punch the camera and then it goes to the next person. And no, I haven't, like but I want to. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll make sure you see ours. <laughs> Who would you say is your biggest inspiration music wise? And it doesn't have to be another musician. It's different for everybody. Uh, it's tough for me to name. I'd like to be able to name a musical inspiration. I, I've always kind of said Hubert Summerlin as anyway as a guitar player. It's mm-hmm. simple for me to answer it that way. I would say um, in my life, uh, in the development of my guitar playing um, method or style, which is hard for me to change at this point. I just. Uh, it's it's developed, but early on it was Hubert Sumlin, mm-hmm. who a lot a lot of people don't know him. I I, I don't know if you do. He played for Howlin' Wolf, the most iconic uh, bluesman. But because he was a sideman, and he was Howlin' Wolf sideman, Howlin' Wolf is such a prominent and outstanding personality. So he was kind of just in the, in the shadows, and although he he wrote a lot of that material, a lot of that music. Tell me about the song Feeling You Gone. Yeah, I love that song. Uh, the title, Feeling You Gone. Yeah, basically just a song about separation, mm-hmm. which is not just a mundane romantic sentiment, but it's also a, a, a spiritual sentiment, the feeling okay. of separation. So that's kind of what the title's about. But as far as the piece goes, that's uh, it's from a few years ago. That's from my Adi the Monk album, which was a 10 song album. Um, 
self-titled that I put out in 2018. I've done one album every year for the last four years, 2016, 2017. Uh, sorry, 2017, 2018, 2019. And then I got one in the oven right now, about done. is on going to be on the new release right no it's not at this point not planned to be on an album but it might be on next year's album okay and that one's gonna be on oh it's just a little thing that i made up uh here when i was getting ready to do one of my first live streams like my first or second facebook live stream and i just got this little idea i can't remember um how it exactly came to me but i just put down the backing track 
and made sure that I had it done for that evening's performance. And I uh, really liked the way that it came out. And it's really good. Yeah, so I've just played it a few times because I'm just performing once a week right now. So. You make it sound like it's nothing, but that's when that just comes to you, like oh, totally, it just comes to me. Honestly, it is nothing to me. I mean, it's. I feel like I've always been able to do that. I know I get better over time, and it's not that I think I'm really good. I don't want to give anyone that impression. I actually don't think I'm a particularly good guitar player, and it's hard. Sometimes the biggest challenge is for me to just convince myself to keep putting it out there, uh, to keep showing myself. Um, that's the hard part. So when people tell me that they like my music, it actually really means a lot and it keeps me going. It's, it's super encouraging.
what would be advice you would give to an upcoming guitar player? I would say, I, I hope that you love your instrument. That's what it's all about. Um, but it's about that connection between you and your instrument. Don't feel like you have to wait to get better gear before you can really start playing. It's not about the gear. You can have a, a broom with a wire <laughs> nailed to it. And, you know, shout out to my friend Tub Martin, who actually, you know, plays a, <laughs> a Are tub. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, he plays a tub bass, a stand-up tub bass. Oh, that's yeah, great. He, he plays for Abby the Spoon Lady, if you are familiar with her. Yes. Oh, um, uh, she's a friend of ours. Uh, she, I've been on her radio program a few times. She's Asheville-based. I had no uh, idea. So, yeah, she's Asheville-based. She's currently in um, Kansas, I believe. Uh, yeah, she's in Kansas with the guy that I just shouted out, Tub Martin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw, yeah, th- I saw her on oh, YouTube, sorry. and I was like, what is this? This is amazing. <laughs> yeah, she's dope. She's really sweet. Um, and she's helped me out and encouraged me a lot too so i appreciate that but yeah um as far as the advice goes yeah that's that's probably a, a good piece of advice is don't fret about the instrument just uh play what you have and and love what you have i love all my guitars it doesn't matter if i i, I had one that i got for 75 dollars at a pawn shop and you know i love it just as much as the more expensive ones so is there anything else you would like any my listeners to know about you no, no. As far as me as Adi the Monk, um, that my album is almost done. I don't have the release date set yet, but I expect that it should be out uh, at the end of June or maybe in July. So I'm pretty excited about that. That's an eight song album. Awesome. I've I've got my social media pages of Instagram Adi the Monk, Facebook Adi the Monk, and then I've got my website AdiTheMonk.com. All of my okay. music is actually available on my website. Um, you can order CDs or or download. And I should mention that right now all of my albums are set to free for download. So you can get them all for free directly from my website. If you just go to the, the Monk Shop, which is the store page, and you go to the album of your choice. I've got three up there right now. Click the download button and it should just go ahead and give it to you. Oh, I'm going to write a book too uh, after yeah. I get this album out. It's just going to be a short book about my some interesting things that happened to me um, in India and Nepal as a monk. Do you have any interesting stories you'd like to tell now just for the hell of it? Um, any, any, any musical I, monk antidotes? I, I, antidotes. Oh, musical monk antidotes? <laughs> yeah. Uh, anecdotes. Anecdotes. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> anecdotes. Yeah. <laughs> anecdotes. Um, let's see. As far as musical ones, that that may be not an anecdote, but I. what happened was um, when I moved into the temple and became a monk, I happily gave up playing all of the Western instruments that I was accustomed to. I had been playing guitar, bass, and drums and playing with bands and jamming in people's garages and stuff like that. Uh, But when I became a monk, I put my attention into playing the kirtan music, which we use the harmonium, the merdunga, the two-headed drum, and the cartels, you know, the bells that you play with your hands. So those are the instruments that we use, and we chant the the mantras, like the Hare Krishna mantra and, and other mantras. So I was like that for a few years, not playing guitar, not not messing with it. And then, let's see, after a few a few years of living without playing guitar, I moved to Kansas City, where my 
Guru started a, a seminary school, uh, uh, All Monk College. I moved there to help him and to be around him. And the first thing that they asked me to do when I moved there, the first service that they gave me was uh, they didn't have a drummer in their band anymore and they needed me to uh, play their, their drum set. So they said, like, okay, they put me in this little room, like a big closet, and they're like, this is your service to sit okay. in here and get really get play drums all day and we'll tell you when it's time to come out and eat and ah. just, you know just stay here and get sharp so i have my headphones on i'm just uh, trying to get sharp on drums so the drummer that's, I told that's an interesting way to learn an instrument i like it we're just gonna put yeah. you in here you're gonna do this and then we'll tell you when to eat <laughs> I got like, uh, then the guitar player left, so I became the guitar player. So I guess kind of what I was, what the point that I was making is that I gave up playing guitar, but then it kind of was given back to me, mm-hmm. <laughs> came back to me yeah. like that. It came full circle for you. Right. And I, it, the times in my life where I haven't had a guitar, it it comes to me in dreams and people buy them for me. I've had guitars bought to me and given to me three or four times at least. Sounds like the universe is like, this is what you're supposed to be doing. That's how I feel. That's why I do it. Yeah, for sure. Well, Ani, thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. Yeah, it's great talking to you. I appreciate you having me. All right, everybody. Thank you for stopping by Sound Pollution today and taking a listen to our new episode. Again, I apologize about the big gaps between episodes right now. Like I said at the beginning of this, COVID sort of screeched everything to a halt, but it's getting more regular. I got a lot of great interviews coming up for you over the next couple weeks. So please keep tuning in, tuning in like it's radio. It's not, but still. And um, if you like what you heard here, please check out Audie's website at audiethemonk.com. He is offering free downloads of all his music, and I want to thank him for that because I think this is a time everybody needs music to kind of like get us through it. For the links to Audie's social media, please check below in the description. Remember to support your independent musicians. They keep great music coming to you, even in hard times. So any way you can find to support them right now is wonderful. I also want to take just a quick second to thank all the essential workers out there. We appreciate you. Everybody else, stay safe, stay healthy, stay calm. And remember, make a little bit of noise. Mm-hmm.